Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I love you so much, Lord. I thank you so much for uh, the privilege to open your word. Lord, and I pray that you would just uh, knit our hearts together, Lord Jesus, as we look at your word, uh, which binds us together. Lord, as what we stand on, Lord, as it is um, the light for our path. Lord Jesus, we love you so much, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to be in Psalm 87 tonight. And I can't stand still, so you're just going to have to bear with me, okay? Um, I might come down here just so I don't fall. Um, but uh, we're going to be in Psalm 87, uh, so let's, let's stand and read uh, these seven verses, please. On the holy mount stands the city he founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. Glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God, Selah. Among those who know me, I mention Rahab and Babylon. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Cush. This one was born there, they say, and of Zion it shall be said, this one and that one were born in her. For the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord records as he registers the people. This one was born there. Singers and dancers alike say, all my springs are in you. You may be seated. And now as we see this psalm and as it opens up, it, it, it's broken up into three different pieces. And, and, the, and the first section uh, speaks of the city, the second section speaks of the city, uh, of the enemies, and then the third speaks of them all worshiping together. Um, but I want you to, I wanted to tell you that, you know, usually the person doesn't go ahead and tell kind of the three points when he starts before. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you this in, in fullness before so that you can start from it. Because this was actually a song that people would ordinarily sing in their houses. You know, and, and I was trying to think of, of a song that kind of is really uh, the norm, kind of one that we teach from a very young age, something like Jesus, uh, Jesus loves me. You know, this I know for the Bible tells me so um, things of go tell it on the mountain. And so this is this was an example of kind of one of those songs that kind of rang in their hearts. Uh, which is such a beautiful picture. Um, and so let's, let's start painting it and, and seeing what this little, this, this joy is that they're able to sing through. And like I said in the first three verses, it says, on the holy mount stands the city he founded. And so he is speaking here uh, of Jerusalem. The city that he founded, the city where he chose to place his dwelling of any city in all the earth. This was where he came to reside and his presence is there. Okay? And then it starts to, to move on and it says, 
it says the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. And so here are the gates of Zion that are surrounding Jerusalem. Just such a beautiful picture. And through those gates, that's us, as we come through those gates to worship the Lord, to enter into His presence. And this is in Jerusalem. Just that beautiful picture. And 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 for us, it, it's really different to have a specific dwelling place, I guess that you would say. I mean, us that are in here on a Sunday night, I mean, yes, we come here to worship, but, but we worship in our daily devotions. We're in small groups, and so there's not a specific location like Jerusalem, like the temple, like the inner courts, like the outer courts that we actually specifically go to to worship, but what a glorious uh, a picture that we have here of this Jerusalem. And then it says, uh, to kind of put an enunciation on it, uh, glorious things of you are spoken, O city of God, Selah. And then we hear that Selah where we, where we just pause and we just kind of just, ah, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, oh, this this wonderful city that you have given us, this this land that you have promised us, that we have been given, and you have chosen to make that your dwelling place. What a beautiful picture we are being painted here of what they are singing of. And now you see a little bit more of why they are singing this in their houses, why this is such a basic thing of, of, of their faith, as we would say, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, because these are those promises that are being so fulfilled and God resting in this place and taking ownership of His people But then we see the beautiful transition from this beautiful city. And it starts speaking of his enemies. This first one that he names off here, it's uh, among those who know me, I mentioned Rahab. And this was a, a mystical monster. Basically, and, and they used it in terms of the, the powerhouse of Egypt and, and Pharaoh of this time. And then the next one, as we see, uh, is Babylon that comes in next. And these were two powerhouses through this time period. This psalm, I, I believe that they, uh, the commentators report that it, it would be about around the time of Hezekiah. So, and Hezekiah's in, Second uh, Kings, right around, uh, 19, right around that area. You remember that, right, Robert? Alright. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, right around that area, um, is, is the time period that we're in. And so these are monster powerhouses, or have been powerhouses, and have been real oppressors of God's people. And so, here he is speaking of them, and it's kind of confusing because he he says, who know me, um, but if you think of it in, in certain contexts, uh, they know him in in uh, fearful ways, 
like like God coming and 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 destroying nations or things of that nature or him giving them over to them. You know, um, and so it, it just it, it's a it's a mixed bit of emotions, I would say, here where it may be um, people viewed um, uh, Egypt and, and Babylon in, in from different time periods in different manners of thought. Uh, does that make sense where um, you've got um, in, in, in the 60s and uh, you're going through Holocaust and, and things of that, I mean in the 40s where you're going through the Holocaust and that's more pressing on the mind than say my generation who knows about it, who studied it, but my generation is more towards remembering the things of 9-11, uh, of the towers falling and the terrorism and, and things of that nature. So that's why I'm saying that of of them maybe viewing it just a little bit different. But in in the whole sense of it, the enemy aspect of it, I mean, they are just this big powerhouse and were stretched through uh, Scripture of of oppressing uh, God's people and taking over uh, as nations and being given to them. Actually, God gave us to them several times uh, with it. But then it continues on. And uh, it says, Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Cush. And these were uh, three other nations who were enemies of God's people, um, who, who weren't really powerhouses like the other two, but were, but were definitely enemies uh, of God. And so it says, They were born there, they say. And of Zion it shall be said, This one and that one were born here. For the Most High Himself will establish her. The Lord registered as He registered the people. This one was born there, Selah. And so, they're, they're listing off these enemies as they're singing this song. You know, and, and remember, this is like a song, like Jesus loves me, and they're listing off these things, but they are praising God through it. Because it's like they're in this big worship service and, and they're seeing a man from Babylon who is coming to worship and is marked by Christ, is marked by God to, to come into the court. And, and it is praising God of that union between all people, all tribes, just like we were talking about this morning in Revelation 5, of all people coming together. This was a prophecy that was that was painting that and shows that picture, which we'll go back through in just a second. But it's just painting this beautiful picture, but celebrating no longer being at war with our enemies, but worshiping the one true God together with them. And so as they are singing this, you know, uh, for the Bible tells me so, to love my neighbor. You know, uh, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. This is a unity. This is one of those songs that, that they sing in their households that are like, thank goodness, you know, as we're singing red and yellow, black and white, thank goodness that there's, there's no more segregation. Thank goodness there's, that has been abolished and, and, and we can all worship together. We can work together. We can go to school together. You know, these beautiful things. And, and Babylon, yes, yes, nation of Babylon, come. 
We love you. Egypt, come no longer be our enemy. Be our friend. Be our brother. Gentile, Greek, this beautiful thing. And, and as they're rejoicing this, to kind of absorb it, we take in this other sailor and we just pause. And what a beautiful picture that we have here. And then it finishes and it says, Singers and dancers alike say, All my springs are in you. And so there, there's a really awesome picture in Ezekiel where, where it talks about these fountains that flow out of Jerusalem, the city, and, and that anybody who, who touches these waters, drinks these waters, will just be nourished. And, and that is what the picture that we have of where God dwells in Jerusalem, of these springs that are just coming down, and anyone who comes to the water, who comes to these fountains, will be renewed and made new. And, and it's just such a, a glorious physical picture for us of this city, of Jerusalem, of his people, of enemies going there, of us rejoicing together, from us getting our strength from nothing but God alone as it flows from him. And so now that we see why they were singing it, in their homes. That was pretty, that was pretty good, right? I mean, we've got them rejoicing in their homes of this goodness of, you know, enemies that used to oppress are now brothers who can come and worship in the outer courts. We've got these different opportunities for them uh, to no longer be uh, enemies, but, but friends. We've got this beautiful city that God has given us and we our, our strength comes from here. And us as the church. That Jerusalem, that is Jesus Christ our Lord. That is Him Himself coming to this earth and dying on the cross for us. To rescue us from ourselves. To, to live the life that we couldn't. To become sin in His perfection. To be this holy city. This mount that we could not. But I want to take it a, a, a step further with you. And let's take it to, we, we know that that coming has happened. The Jesus coming as a babe will be celebrating. Oh, come, oh, come. Emmanuel, right? We know that that has happened. But then his second coming, when the new Jerusalem will be here. Oh, how glorious of a city that will be. On the mount stands the new Jerusalem he founded. The Lord loves the gates of the new Jerusalem more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O new Jerusalem.
And so that is that is what we hope for, that that perfection that comes back in the form of New Jerusalem and, and, and what we get the privilege of being a part of is painting a beautiful picture for us here where we know that Christ, as we move on to the enemies, wishes that none would perish, but that all would come to repentance, that all would come to his gates, that all would come to him, that they would cast their burdens at his feet. That he would carry the yoke and that we would be free. And that we would live for Christ and Christ alone. That there wouldn't be these things that divide us from the color of our skin to our income, to where we live, to our job status, to our kids, to things that we like. Like all of that is just going to be so obsolete at the feet of Christ as we are just throwing our crowns down at his feet and just worshiping the holy God. And we need to be looking for that day. We need to be rejoicing in that day. We've not been overcome by this world. Our Christ has overcome this world. There's nothing that can beat you down. I've had three or four friends tell me today, my son's at home right now with a fever, with sickness. No more. That can't beat us down. The sting of death. No more. The temperature, no more. Nothing. But we will be with our glorious Savior forever. And we as His people must be people who are wanting that kingdom to come back. How He taught us to pray. You know, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is what we long for, like, like Dave said this morning. Why do we sing so much? Because that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. Right? Why do we, we desire these things? Right? And then these springs, it says, singers and dancers alike say, all my springs are in you. I will no longer be trapped in this. I will receive a new body. And I can confidently say, for once in my life, I truly do surrender all. Because all of this junk that's still attached to me, as fallen as I am, I will be free from it all. From silly thoughts, from unintentional sin to, you know, intentional sin, just all these different 
gambits of onslaught every single day. You know, one of them that was really pressed on my heart was was just the uh, Jenny had spoke about it on Wednesday night about um, how do we how do we keep our kids to to continue to focus as this hype of Christmas and and the presents and everything. And we started Advent today and it's just like, shoo, we barely made it through family worship. And this was the first day. You feel me? I mean, it was just like, whoo, you know, and we knew dad was not going to be at home tonight. So we did it before we ever came to church. And so we think we're fixing it out. You know, everybody's just woke up. Everybody's fresh, right? But Whoa. Right? Real life. Right? Real life takes place. But as he is faithful to endure us through little things like that, he is in he is faithful to bring us a new heaven and a new earth. He is faithful to give us new bodies. And so, press on. Press on. Run the race that he's called you to. Press on. Because he's faithful. Not because you can do it, but because he's faithful. Allow him to use those gifts that he's given you. Allow him to use those weaknesses that he's given you. So that his name will be glorified. So that people in this world will see and know that Christ is God alone. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I love you so much. I thank you so much for the privilege to to open your word, Lord Jesus. I thank you so much for these songs that allow uh, glorious things, glorious promises, glorious just you to resonate in our hearts, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you would strengthen us by your word. I pray that you would encourage your people and that we would run the race that you've called us to and run it together. Lord, I love you so much, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.